0: Well, the goal is that we all grow in our relationship with Christ. and that's that what it's all about? How many of you know everybody's relationship with the Lord looks different? And how many of you know every season of your life, your relationship with the Lord looks very different? So what we're trying to do is explore and discover what this season should look like for each of us and what this season should look like for all of us. And so I'm bringing this focus, and I'll just give you your action point right up front today because I want you to understand what we're trying to accomplish. It's pretty simple. I mean, we're just asking people to engage and pursue and seek the Lord in a very personal, practical way. The first thing you do is when you wake up in the morning, you ask the Holy Spirit to give you promptings. How many of you believe God wants to speak to you? Like, for real, he really does. He, he, he wants to talk to us so much that he introduced his son to us as a word or a conversation initiated from God. So God really does speak to us. In fact, uh, this is kind of interesting, but I just, standing down here during worship, and I just felt the Lord prompt me, put your arm around Lee. Lee's kind of one of those guys that, you know, you don't necessarily... I'll go up and, and get all affectionate with, with him all the time. You know, he's kind of burly. And you, you don't know if you put your arm around Lee if he's going to punch you in the face or something. I mean, he's just kind of tough like that. And so, you know, I'm thinking to myself, put my arm around Lee It was during worship. And, and I, I thought, well, you know, okay. And, and, and then I thought, well, in just a second, how many of you have ever delayed obedience to the Lord? And I'll do it in just a minute, Lord. And no kidding, as soon as I said, in just a moment, Lee came and put his arm around me. And he just began to pray and I just thought you know God's always having a conversation I want to take you to my early morning pursuit this morning and I just I want to tell you guys this is not about like a bunch of leaders trying to pull an organization together and talk a bunch of people into stuff God is trying to talk all of us into something how many of you believe that God wants to expand the work of God on the earth and so he's trying to draw our attention and I'm hungry for that. How about you? Just like as a Christian, I want to know Him. And so this morning, I got up really early. It was 4.30 in the morning, and I got up and got my coffee going, and I did what I'm asking you to do, and I was praying. The first thing is pray for those promptings. The second thing is you turn on your music, pick your song for the season. And so I had my song looping and, and going, and uh, and I walked out in my backyard, and it's dark out there, and, uh, and I, I just I know it's kind of crazy sounding, but I felt like the Holy Spirit said, sit over there. And like, I don't ever go out there and sit. There's a plate. like, I don't even know there's some comfortable seating. And then there's some uncomfortable seating. And why would you go sit on a rock when you can sit on a cushion? And the Lord wants you to just pay attention. There are things that he wants to accomplish. And so I walked over and sat down, song repeating, praying, Lord, what I'm asking everybody, Lord, give us promptings. I wasn't doing this because I'm a pastor. I'm doing this because I'm a Christian. I was just praying, Lord, I just want to hear your voice. And and I just felt the Holy Spirit started speaking something to me. And, of course, I sat there for a while praying, and the sun started to come up. And I could see something that I wouldn't have been able to see before if I'd have been at the other place. And it was what God was talking to me about. And it just, I mean, it was so amazing to experience God in a way that, like, he wants to have a conversation with us. I, I mean, I'm not even preaching right now. I'm just being a Christian. How many of you know, we just, learned, we just need to learn to be Christians. I mean, I just want to seek God. I want to know God. I want to ask you on this journey. Are you taking steps forward? Are you hungry in your relationship with Christ? Do you really want everything God wants for you in your life? Are you willing to take the time and pay the price and press him and allow him to do what he wants to do? Because it's a pretty simple season. We pray, Lord give us prompting, speak to us, tell us what you want us to do. We put our song on. We have lists, prayer lists two weeks ago on the blog. I've got lists for you. The apostles prayer was what I was praying for you today. That's in that list. And I prayed God would give you. Will you just receive this right now? Why don't you just hold your hands up? I'm just going to declare what I prayed over you. I prayed this morning, and I declare it now in agreement. God will give you the spirit of wisdom, and God will give you the spirit of revelation that you may know him better. God will give you the spirit of wisdom, and God will give you the spirit of revelation that you may know him better in Jesus' mighty name. And I was just praying and declaring as I was sitting out there listening, and I just said, Lord, give the destiny family, our family, Lord, help us to have a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we might know Jesus more intimately. So, you, you pray for the promptings. You play your song. You pray your list. That's my list. Sunday, that's my focus. I'm praying for our church family specifically because we're gathering on Sunday uh, like this. And so, those that's a progression of that. And then, the fourth thing is simple. You practice the promptings. Like, throughout the course of the day. How many of you think God might actually ask something of you this afternoon? Now that I'm talking to you about this, you're going to be a little more... Um, obligated aren't you like you're suddenly gonna become more accountable with the fact that god's going to talk to you are you willing for god to speak something to you this afternoon even if it costs you something like you're in a restaurant and the holy spirit says i want you to go pray for that person how many of you ever heard that before and how many of you ever didn't do it before and then later you regretted it before right let's lessen our regret and practice the promptings when you feel like god i mean what do you have to lose just go out there step out and see what god might do practice those promptings as you progress along and then the fifth thing i'm asking everybody and this is just about stirring your appetite fast and pray i mean how hungry are you for the things of god i'm desperately hungry for the things of god i'm challenging all of us let's grow in our hunger and our appetite it is so easy to be distracted by other appetites And so that's what this whole focus has been about. Today was to be the last day that we were going to focus on when you pray. You know we're discovering Jesus through each book of the Bible, and we're going to pick up on that again. But I just felt last week as I was preparing the last message, the Holy Spirit said, no, this is not the last message. So I just want to cooperate with Him. So we're going to persist in this. I know next week will be a, a holiday weekend and some people will be out. But boy, I encourage you, if you miss next weekend, make sure you're picking it up online. It's great to have our online viewing audience with us today. Online family connecting uh, the way that we have. And we always have those posted 24 hours afterward for you to, uh, to, to tune in. Okay, here's the thing. This is kind of where we're landing today. When you pray, obey. We're learning how to pray. When you pray, obey. Isn't obedience easy? Like, obedience is always easy until it's your turn. Like, someone says, you know, God asked me to do this, and I had a hard time doing it. And I'm just like, well, why? Like, what's your problem? Because obedience looks really easy until it's your turn. And then when it's your turn, then it's you, and you're the one that's having to, you know, put your reputation out there or pay the price, whatever that may be, the prayer, the the circumstances, the situation. But this is what I want to say. Here's kind of the, the grand idea. If you pass the books down, take out the note cards if you've not already done so. This will be your first blank. Don't ask God to guide your footsteps if you're not willing to move your feet. It's pretty simple. Let's not ask God to guide our footsteps if we are not willing to move our feet. And God wants us To have his direction in our lives we have to be willing to move our feet whatever he says when he says to go we go what he says to do we want to do and and man i I mean i just i knew i was going to struggle preaching through all this today because it's just been like a open heaven there's just so much god wants to say and i want you to know god wants to say way more than i'm saying to you today god wants to have a conversation with you right now the bible actually says you don't need a man to teach you have you read that in first john before The Bible says you don't need a man to teach you because it's the anointing of God that teaches you. That doesn't mean it's not important that we not be in relationship and understand God's structure of the church and what apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists, we understand all those have a role, but don't get focused on the man. Understand there's an office and there's an anointing and we need to embrace the anointing and there's something being said today beyond what's being said today because God is saying something beyond these words. What is God saying to you? And this is profound, and you've probably heard this portion of Scripture before. I've never seen this until this last week, and the Holy Spirit just gave me a quick download, and I've been marveling at it all week long. Isaiah 61. How many of you heard this famous verse before? The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Do you believe that? This is Isaiah, the mighty prophet. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me, to proclaim good news. So now let's understand who's speaking here. This is the mighty prophet Isaiah. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on Isaiah because God has anointed Isaiah to proclaim good news. How many of you know Isaiah was an anointed man of God who would preach and prophesy to the masses of people? Let me just explain something before we go on and we start to define something for us. There is a huge problem in the body of Christ today With people thinking that the preachers and the prophets who stand before the congregation are the anointed ones. It's a huge issue. You're, you're looking at me, I'm looking at you, we're here today, I'm the one talking and I have this audience of people listening and so the the, the assumed value is well, uh, you know, he must be the anointed one, he's here talking and so we have a respect for what he has to say or she whoever comes up here and we start to elevate because we live in this mindset of a, uh, of a, a consumer culture that is a celebrity culture and we look for people on platforms and whenever there's song is right, when their sound is right, and when their music is right, they get elevated and we all long to them and we wish we could be like them. And I want to say there's only one person to be lifted up in this place and his name is Jesus. And when Jesus is lifted up, we all get mighty and powerful in him. Like I know, I know we get that and we understand that, but you probably have no idea this portion of scripture specifically speaks to that. And, and, and we're going to read on and it's going to start talking about they, and I want you to understand who they are, okay? You need to understand who they are. So when I, when I do this, I'm going to give you a subtle cue. And when I do this, that's my subtle cue. I want you to say the word, okay? Here we go. Let's start over. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the, the poor. poor. He sent me to bind up the? to proclaim freedom for the release from darkness for the they will be called oaks of righteousness Isaiah is an anointed mighty man of God he brings a word from God to the poor, broken-hearted captives that are imprisoned by all kinds of things, and they are going to be oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They the poor broken-hearted captives that are in prison will rebuild ancient ruins. They will re, do you hear me they will rebuild ancient ruins and places long devastated. They, the poor, broken-hearted captives that are in prison, will renew ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. This is not about the mighty prophet Isaiah. This is about the people of God getting the power of God down deep inside their soul, rising up in the anointing and the call of God for their life. of the people who walk into a church this weekend will not stand on a platform and preach a sermon or prophesy to a people. 99% of the people who walk into this building are not going to be up here on the platform. This is what makes this text so important for us. When God's giant killers you understand God always has a giant killer a group of giant killers in every generation and we read about them in days of old but we don't assess ourselves in that same vein but when you rise up in the anointing of God you become giant killers When you begin to understand who you are in Christ, you then begin to do exactly, you begin to rebuild ancient ruins. You restore places long devastated. What are these places? How many of you know people and they're walking through devastation in their circumstances? You're called by God to restore those places of hopelessness and devastation by speaking a fit word, an anointed word, not because they need a person, but because they need your anointing because they don't need a person. The Bible doesn't say the person teaches. It's the anointing that teaches. And when you and I, get under the ancient anointing of this risen king. Suddenly, God begins to minister to those relationships. Carefully, I want to say this. I know you're shouting and clapping. I want to make sure you hear this phrase. Those relationships that have been entrusted to your care. People are hugely important to God. Your friendships, your co-workers, your neighbors... The people you interact with, they're on God's mind. Listen, they might be mildly interested in Him. But he is passionately interested in them. You might be you getting this? Like you might be the only connector between God and those people. And you need to understand this. I'm not the anointed one. Let's just be very clear. I'm not the anointed one, none of our teaching team, none of our elders, we don't stand up here, here's the anointed one. We are under his anointing because he is the anointed one, therefore we become a prophetic company of God, mobilized, inspired, and empowered by God to march through the earth, declaring God's kingdom is at hand. Do you know who you are? You are the giant killers of your generation. Come on, let's kill some giants. Let's move some mountains. Let's take it up just a little more today. Let's take it up just a little more and declare it. The giant killers are reporting for duty today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we don't understand this, and the church largely does how many of you would agree the church does not largely, just does not understand this? Like, it's not what we're taught We're taught, like, find the famous ones. The the great speakers, great communicators flock to them and and ascribe to you, I go to that church. You don't need that in your life. Let me just explain to you. I don't chase that in my life. I've got a group of people around me right now watching and praying, and they're making sure I don't get off into places called pride, arrogance, and ego. And sometimes they bust my chops and knock me back down. And I thank God for those kinds of true, authentic relationships. And you need them in your life too. We are all fully capable of incredible pride that we disguise in ways that nobody can really even tell what it is. I'm preaching now. When God's giant killers believe for any reason that they are less significant than someone else, when God's giant killers believe for any reason that they are less significant than someone else, listen, they become disempowered warriors in the earth. I believe the church today is filled With disempowered warriors who have not yet been trained to fight and they've become victims of circumstance and situations are happening in their family and situations are happening in their finances and situations are happening in the workplace. Situations are happening all around their life and all these people have been entrusted to our care but because we're disempowered warriors, we're not rising up and taking the bull by the horn, so to speak, and declaring in a place of prayer and intercession, no devil, you will not have your way in my life, you will not have your way in my family, you will take your hands off of my children, Children, take your hands off of my health. I'm declaring it today. Will you join me today? Warriors, giant killers, we're taking back what the devil wants to steal. It's just who we are. I promised myself I was going to stay calm today. Oh. God just wants to use us as we are. That's the thing. Amen. He wants to use you as you are. And I'm going I'm to mention something to you that I've been talking about for a few weeks now. And you're going to hear it through the filter that you've heard it before. So let me present it to you that way first. Hey, everybody. Glad you're here. September 11th, mark it down. Discovering destiny. You want to come to a luncheon, don't you? It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. We're going to help you know more about you. Who wants to serve the Lord? We want to serve the Lord. Let's serve the Lord together, discovering destiny. That's the way we hear it. What kind of gimmicky nonsense is this preacher up to trying to get me to go to some class? Now, I want to present it to you from the previously read Scripture, where you're not hearing this. Listen. You're not hearing this as an invitation for you to attend because like some of you have been discovering destiny, say, well, I've already been to that. But don't hear it like it's an invitation for you to attend. I'm not trying to inspire you to attend something. I'm trying to empower you as an army of God because you've got friends that have been entrusted to your care. They might not be interested in going to church. You don't have to go to this church to come to a free luncheon to discover your destiny. Let me, let me give you the way this is actually uh, breaks down. I wrote it out today just so I could say it in a way that would be you know, helpful to not just inspire you to come, but to empower you to bring people that might be entrusted to your care. So, like if you said to somebody that, you, and immediately you're going to, the, the Holy Spirit just prompted me this morning that when I started breaking this down, He was going to bring names to your mind specifically. How many of you just want to have a conversation with God? You know, I'm, I'm quite. I'm quite exhausted with the idea of church being like going to the movies, where we show up and entertain and try and get people to come back. I'm ready for the church to really be like a gym. We've been talking about that for a while. I want to put you to work. I don't want to just you show up and you hear me preach it up and you say, "Woo, boy, that boy can preach." Whoo, look at him go. He's on fire. I want us all to be on fire. I want us all to be on fire. I'm not reading sermonsonline.com to get the most cool insight. I'm fed up with clever. I'm ready for power. Come on. So as I began to pray about this this morning, this early morning, part of my rock adventure, sitting there, waiting for the sun to come up so I could see what the Lord was talking to me about. Like, God's really into this. He just began to speak to me. I'm going to give specific names. So are you open to that right now? Are you open to that? Like, he's going to tell you people that you're in relationship with. And I want you to think about them as an assignment from God. Because... I'm going to this lunch workshop, and it's not going to cost you anything. And in this workshop, it's interactive, we're going, to, we're going to learn about our strengths, our weaknesses, and our abilities. That's the three things, you can tell. We're going to learn about our strengths, our weaknesses, and our abilities to help us live a more meaningful existence, or to help us live more meaningful lives. It's a free workshop. And I'm just trying to help you understand something. We have heard all of this so much from a standpoint of advertisements and campaigns and presentations and marketing ploys and we've lost sight of the fact God is in the house. God wants, well, we're not trying to draw people into something and ask God to do it. God's trying to draw us into his deal like the work of God is alive and at work in the earth. We are the ministry team. We are they. How many of you are a part of they? like I don't know about you, but I, I mean I 'm just being honest like. People invite me to stand up and, and they they say, we want you to prophesy. When you come, they even have services they call prophetic services. And I'm just being honest with you when I say this because I do that now and I'm involved in that. But I tend, in all honesty, I tend to identify with the broken, you know, the other side, the they, than I do with the Isaiah, mighty man of God. I tend to identify with that human, broken, frail element. Who am I to be used by God? Anybody feel that way? Who am I that God would actually say, say something through me. Can anybody give me a witness in this place? You are who God says you are. Rise up and be everything he's called you to be. Probably as long as we keep identifying with the frailty of humanity, we're in good shape. It's when we start deciding, all right, I'm the man. I'm the woman. Not to confuse anybody. You understand what I'm saying, generically speaking, but but the whole thing. So, who is it that did, did, did the Holy Spirit prompt you with someone in your mind? Was there somebody that came to mind when I started talking about that workshop? Like, I don't if to go to church. It's going to be after church, and if they want to come to church, that's great. It's free. We want to provide this. We want to help. Somebody came to mind. Just lift your hand. I want to pray for you specifically as you prepare for this conversation. Just hold them up there for a second. Father, I just thank you for the prompting of the Holy Spirit And I believe that there are people that are on your mind, people that are on your heart. Deliver us from gimmicky, distraction, nonsense, and help us be the church that you've called us to be. Forgive us, Lord, where we've thought of the idea of church, of trying to invite people to come and hear our preacher. Invite people to come to see our light show. Invite people to come and experience some experience. Lord, forgive us for that and help us to understand we can't go to church because we are the church, so may we be the church in our everyday lives and the people that you've put on our hearts. I know that there's something specific you're doing in their lives to prepare them even for the conversations that will happen in the course of these next two weeks. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Now, let me, let me tell you something that is not just for, like, well, uh, pop quiz. Are you ready for a pop quiz? Like, we're gonna, like I just kind of gave you the workout. Now, we're going to jump in the first, first set, okay? The following week, after September 11th, it's going to be September 18th. And by the way, September 11th, just for sake of reference, I know some people on our team might ask me, why are you doing this? Uh, because we haven't really laid this out this way, but just just mark it down, 1 o'clock, okay? September 11th, 1 o'clock. Everybody just do that finger thing, right? 1 o'clock. So you remember, September 11th, 1 o'clock, and we'll be in the activity center in the very back. Lunch will be provided back there, and we'll start sending people through the food at 1 o'clock, and we'll be 90 minutes or less. We're really going to work to keep it in that, okay? But the following week, here's your pop quiz, we're going to start four weeks of discipleship. Uh. Five weeks of discipleship. Four weeks of discipleship. We're going to start discipleship for a few weeks. Four. Four weeks. Oh, there's an online class that we've uh, prepared for you, and it will be the fifth class. That's where I'm going to. So it's on September 18th, and it's going to be two o'clock, and it's going to be in here. And we're going to record those sessions so we can make those on, available online. But I want to invite you to devote yourself to four weeks of discipleship. Now, don't hear. Hey everybody, we're having a discipleship class. You wanna come? Don't don't get inspired. Don't don't make me try to inspire you to show up. I'm empowering you. Like, how many of you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus? How many have relationships with other people? Like people in the church, people out of the church. Let's just move beyond these four walls for a moment in our thinking. Like, who do you know that might actually want to grow in a relationship with God? What a great opportunity because it's not just about showing up and listening to somebody talk. It's about having a relationship that cultivates a conversation out of what that talk was about. That's why community groups are so huge to us. Many of our groups actually take the message on Sunday and then they translate it into interaction and conversation. How many of you think like what I'm talking about in Isaiah 61 is probably something you need to more than just hear me say, but you need to think about it, chew on it, have interaction with others so that it really gets embedded in your life. This is almost like a new teaching, isn't it? Like, I don't know about you, i just never heard anybody break it down like that out of Isaiah 61, this anointed portion of scripture. And so invite, you think about people that you might bring to, I don't want to just provide something for you. I I want us as a church family to understand that we are actually called by God to the broader disposition of his anointing in our lives. And and I'm just going to tell you, when you talk to people, God will have gone before you if you will pray. Like there was this guy, he was in a gym and, and I was scared to death of him because he was so big and I've told this story before, but I mean like massive, he and his buddy and, and they, they shaved their bodies and no hair on their bodies and big cuts and, and bulges and bumps, places that don't exist on my, I mean my you know, it's just not, not there and, and, and I, they were in the gym and they were working out and they would do bench presses and if you've seen bench presses where the bar actually bends... Then you know they had a whole lot of weight on the ends of the bar, and they would scream in each other's face. And it, it wasn't pleasant for me as a, a smaller frame guy in there working out, as I was just, and then they were there, Aah! and screaming in each other's face, push it! You know, and, like, I, I'm, and so I was like, the Holy Spirit said, I want you to go witness to those guys. And I said, No, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I mean, I was just, I'm just, it was Jonah moment. And I left the gym and I came back. I hadn't been a Christian very long. I knew I'd go to heaven if they killed me, but I didn't really want to do that. And I came back another day to the gym. And as I walk in the door, I hear a back in the corner, Aah! and they got stuff wrapped around their legs and they're, Aah! and they're getting the bars. And the Holy Spirit, go witness to them. And I was like, no. So I changed my workout schedule. I went on different days at different times so that I would not have to disobey God. I'm tricky that way. I can trick God. And their schedule messed up. They're bouncers in a bar. They got drunk the night before really bad. I later heard, found the story. And so they didn't make it into their morning workout, so they slept in a little bit, and they came at the same time I was tricking God and showing up myself. And I walk in, and I'm just thinking, okay. So I walk back there and I say, hey. I mean, this is about how the conversation went. I don't really know what you guys believe like about God and stuff. But I recently became a Christian, and three times I felt like God asked me to come and just tell you that he really does care about you, and like, I'm in the gym, you know, from time to time, and if you guys ever want to talk about that, then my name's Lawrence. I mean, that was like Isaiah prophesying, wasn't it? Thus saith the Lord. That's like, I'm scared to death right now. You guys are really big, and I'm really small. I mean, that was kind of the thing, right? So I mean, stop trying to build this thing up that it's got to be some big King James, thus saith the Lord. Just be real, be you. And when I said this to the guys, I was like kind of stepping back because I was ready, you know, to, okay, th- th- I did it, Just leave me alone. And as I'm walking back, the one guy who smiled a lot, he's the guy I thought for sure I'd have entrance. He, he, he was polite, but he's like, gotcha, man. But the other guy who's like, you got that Lee Cody look right now. I mean, ugh, Lee. <laughs> I mean, he he didn't he did not his he, he didn't have a disposition that said welcome, right? It wasn't that at all. But I mean, his disposition suddenly melted. And what I later found out was Neil Rainey had had a conversation the night before with Al Newman, who was one of his best friends. And his best friend Al said, Neil. I know you too well not to say something to you about the lifestyle you're living. And I don't know about you, this is exactly what he told him. I wouldn't want to be standing in that bar on the payroll the night Jesus comes back to get his church. That was the night before our conversation. Neil gave his life to Jesus that day. Neil and I later became roommates. Al moved into the house with us. We're all still pals on Facebook. They... uh, Alan brought his family here to our church now. How many of you know God's going to set you up with some conversation? If you'll just stop letting it be about you. It was all about me. What will they think of me? How will I come across? I don't know what to say. It's like all about me. How about we let this be about him? I've got so much more on my message, but I'm There's another element I need to bring, so I'm just going to stop preaching right there. And I just want to say, can we all agree we don't want it to be about us? So just put your hand on your heart. Lord, help us to be obedient to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask you to guide our steps, and we are willing to move our feet. We're willing to do whatever you ask us to do that we might fulfill the will, plan, and purpose of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Your blank there is significant. Your life assignment is significant. I'll make sure you get all your blanks in so you can for sure go to heaven. Your life assignment is significant. Okay. <clears throat> um, so, I want to kind of turn a corner. I, you, hopefully, you opened your email. We get these, you know, like, breakdown of how the emails go out and if you open them or not. Would you mind just opening your emails that you get from the church just to make us feel better about sending emails? That'd be great. Because we actually get we actually get those, you know, trending uh, analytics and so on to tell us. So open those up and then just, you know, go ahead, open up and delete them. Let the Lord give you the download, whatever. Uh, but here, here's what we want to do. We want to invite you to We've written it out. We want to invite you to have influence by being involved as we invest together in the next generation. So, you come in the lobby all the time, and like this has been quite a journey. Uh, it's been incredible. I actually met with uh, Don Stowe this past week, and Don and Betty have been a part of the leadership of this church for many years since uh, before I came 26 years ago. Um, And Betty went to be with heaven, uh, went to be with Jesus in heaven this last week. And so we're going to be having her funeral Tuesday at uh, Ford Funeral Home. But I just sat with Don and his family, and we talked about um, their former elders and board members and so on. And and most of you won't know them now because time has gone on, and they've not been able to be here because of failing health and so on. Um, But great, 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 great family. And as we sat there talking, Don started reminiscing about, Back in the day when 70 people voted to have me as their pastor. Can you imagine? Like they looked at me and said yes. I mean, I can't, except for one. There's only one that, that didn't say yes. And, uh, and so, but they said yes. And so, so we started down that journey and we were in a big white box room where now is the kids' ministry area and like so much had happened prior to that in the previous generation to prepare that big white box room to sustain the growth from the previous building and the progression over here and buying the land and how many of you thankful for those that have gone before us and they paid the price and served with all their heart that we might stand where we are today we've come a long way Sister Russell is here and one of the few that would be all the way back in that previous building and this woman of God walked this land declaring one day there's going to be a building on this property. How many know that word came to pass times four now? Actually five if you count the business center that we've uh, taken in. But but thank God for his faithfulness, for his goodness. And so we're continuing this progression, moving forward and I just want you to be aware of what's taking place. I, I promise you our biggest, we kind of evaluate strengths and weaknesses. Our biggest weakness as a church, is the fact that when young families with children, uh, particularly nursery, toddler, you know, DK Jr., when they arrive and we kind of shuffle them back into a hallway, it's really hard to get volunteers to serve in that kids' ministry area. When you see uh, Tiffany Schenkel, I want you to tell her two things. Would you do this for me today? Find Tiffany Schenkel back there and say, I appreciate you and all your blood, sweat, and tears to take care of our children, and then say, sign me up, girl. Okay, I just thought I'd try it. I thought we'd try it. Together. <laughs> and so uh, but that's a really, you know, it's tough. Back in the hallway, in the classes, we're using classrooms and so on. Well, the idea is behind the wall here in the coffee shop area is our new Destiny nursery, toddler area, bathrooms, offices. We're going to finish all that out. How many of you excited we're going to finish it all out? We're going to get there. And, and I just want to tell you first why this is so important. So like uh, today, we, if you look back on the drums, you saw James Brewer. If you sit, look on the front row, you got Bailey Trawick. She's going to be uh, up here at the very end greeting you and saying thanks for being here. And uh, Shay Schultz plays the guitar. He'll probably be here in our next service, Shay here. And, um, and I wanted oh, hey, Shay. Uh, I want to just show you these guys in yesteryear form. How many of you excited about that? Come on. <laughs> yesteryear form. So here we go. Let's see. First one is, I think it's Bailey. Is that right? Look at Bailey. And I want to say a special thank you to Lisa for providing us with embarrassing pictures of your daughter. Look at her. Isn't she so sweet? And that's in the kids ministry. So like that's a long time ago. And then here's another one. There's little Bailey on the left. Guess who that is on the right? That's James Brewer. Little stinker, there he is. Hey, James, look. And James, like, got famous as as an infant in kids' ministry. Look at this, yeah, there he is singing. You go, boy. And then, here's like the little girl that didn't like his singing, she's holding her (laughs) hands on her ear. I don't know who that is, but she was not very impressed. And then, like, here's Shay. And uh, look at him. He's the little one there in the blue hat. Isn't he cute? Stand up, Shay. Stand up. Look at this guy. (laughs) And I, I started evaluating that picture, and then I thought, wait, I know that man's legs. That's my dad. So that's like, that's Larry Neeson helping with the youth ministry, helping with the kids ministry. And uh, all these guys, I mean, all these little kids, here's here's all I want to say. Here's all I want you to get out of this. As our worship team comes, we're going to press back in here momentarily. But yesterday's leaders, yesterday's leaders were in the generation before that nursery. Yesterday's nursery held today's leaders, and today's nursery held holds tomorrow's leaders this is a really important ministry like whether you have little kids or not i want to invite you to have influence as we empower the next generation more effectively we really need to get all of our little ones over here in this part of the facility a much nicer space and so this is this is the idea it's going to sound like a lot when you first hear the number, perhaps, but like $400,000 does it all. How many of you think that's not that hard for God? Can I just see? Raise your hand. I'm looking for commitments. Good. Thank you. <laughs> $400,000. Like somebody in the room could write a $400,000 check right now, right? You could take care of that. I've got two guys here that oversee banks about eight rows back. Just go to your bank tomorrow and tell them you just need $200,000 from your bank each and we'll get it taken care of. And you know, that's just not how God does it. So I started thinking about this whole process and realized, you know what? If 400 people gave $85 a month, then in the course of one year, we will have raised $400,000. Now, that seems a lot more achievable. But then you have to be a little more realistic about how that works and not everybody... Does that, and what, we're, what we simply want to do is invite you. And it is that, it is that thing. And you know, it's not the favorite thing the pastor likes to talk about. But let me just totally dismiss that altogether. Let me just say, I'm here to honor the Lord and obey God, and I want to invite you to do the same. And I am unashamed about standing to you today, saying there's a portion of this building that God wants this family to rise up and take care of, that we might advance forward in everything God's called us to do, especially for the next generation. So we've done this realistic breakdown, and, and and if you could put the figures up there for us, I just want to show you 400 times 85, you know, that that does work, but a little more realistic because we want to give everybody an opportunity to see how they might fit, because where you are in your financial situation is kind of how it breaks down. So I do have that 200 people at 85, they're kind of in the middle, but if you go to the very bottom, I just want to say uh, that bottom amount, $5 a month, there are some people that, how many of you know, it's sacrificial for them to give $5 a month with where they are financially. And we want to give everybody in the family an opportunity to be able to participate. So we've broken this down 10 at 5, 25, 10, 50, 25. You can see how that all goes. You find out where you are in that. And all the way to the graduated scale of 10 people who have a higher uh, household income of $500 a month. And we already have one person who's committed to $500 a month. And so we thank God that already we've started in a direction where we've had thousands and thousands of dollars. Like I think $20,000 total committed to this. I actually got a a message from somebody this week that said last week, God put on their heart prompting that they were to give $1,000 to help finish the nursery area. They didn't know any of this was going on. How many of you think like God's having a conversation? So all all I'm trying to do here is just say, let's pray and let's obey. And as we give and, and, you know, like we bring our tithes before the Lord as an expression of, God blessed us and increased us. I, you know what? Tracy and I have been married for 26 years. And in 26 years of marriage, we have never not tithed a single month of our lives. And I believe, and that's and not, that's like, we had $16,500 household income when we got married. I mean, you know, we weren't banking. Our household budget was $2,000 more than that annually. But even in those times, we did what it took to honor the Lord with 10% of our increase because we just have a conviction about worship involving our finances. God's always made that a part of worship. And I want to invite you on this journey. I'm not here to try and talk you into being religious people. I'm saying let's be fully devoted to everything God's called us to walk out in our personal lives. And it involves every element of money, time, relationship, etc. So that's the layout. You'll hear more about the All In campaign as you, you know show up. And All In for the next gen, that's going to be the focus. And I just invite you on the course of this, as we walk this out, begin to pray about, talk together as a family. Let's all stand together. We want to devote ourselves to see that God's will is being done in our world. <clears throat> And so I want us just to take a few moments in this posture, in this place. It's always so good just to process, okay, so what's God speaking? I'm not asking you to do anything, you know, in terms of all in thing right now. You need to just pray about that. And over the course of these next few months, God's going to speak to you. And you just simply begin to start responding in that regard with a monthly building pledge or all in, however you want to define that. And, and we'll walk all that out. But the most important thing that I can say to you as your pastor standing before you today is God's not trying to dazzle us with individuals that get in the spotlight. God's trying to empower us as a people that will simply do what he's called us to do in our everyday walk of life, in our workplace, in our school scenario. Just want to declare over you, Tiffany, uh, I'm so proud of you as a graduate of our uh, Christian school, and your recent incredible opportunity as a speaker on the campus there at Oklahoma State. And we just want to pronounce a blessing over you as God continues to enlarge your path. So good when you're able to be here uh, with us on the weekend. But I believe God is enlarging your path. I, and, and I just, as, a, as we're here in this moment, I just want to say it's like God's taken your path like this. But I want you to understand something, Tiffany. God's about to take your path like this. There's a huge increase in the latitude of your influence that God is about to entrust to your care. So come on, church family. Just stretch your hands toward... Hold your hand up, Tiffany. Everybody knows who we're praying for. Father, we just thank you for this mighty woman of God. We thank you, Lord, for the anointing of God that rests upon her. I believe that there'll be many opportunities for you to speak. I believe God's going to give you speech from heaven that will make a sound in the earth, that will draw people into the purposes of God beyond what they can even comprehend and understand. So Lord, anoint this mighty woman of God in Jesus' mighty name. We declare it in your name. Amen and amen and amen and amen. There's something about our making a sound. God's been convicting me this week. I need to make a sound. I believe we need to learn what our own sound is. We need to make a sound. I have a sound. It's almost like we're... a shofar in the hand of God, and it's a sound that comes into heaven from into earth from heaven when we're willing to open our mouths and make a sound. It's the way we start our relationship with Christ. We believe in our heart, and we say with our mouth, We make a sound. Really, not going to play church here. We're serious about knowing what God desires in us to us through us in every way i want to just invite you to make a sound just to make a sound we're going to sing i want to ask you to make a sound if your sound's normally three decibels, decibels do not you make it a four decibel sound today i want us just to i really believe there's something about every one of us in the room taking i mean we should never worship in a way that doesn't cost us something we take it just a little further. If you're here today and you say, you know, I just need somebody to pray with me. I know I'm not where I need to be in my relationship with Christ. I want to invite you to come. Our prayer team's going to come to the sides under the screens as we just begin to worship. I want to invite you right now. You say, I just need somebody to pray with me about an area of my life. I'm not where I need to be in my relationship with the Lord. I just want to pray that God will help me be obedient, whatever that looks like for you. I want you as we begin to worship and as we begin to pray and praise Him, I want you just to begin to come out and just Grab some of these folks by the hand and say, Would you pray for me? How many of you here need to make a decision to take a step forward in your relationship with the Lord in some area? Just hold your hand to that shoe. You. you need to make a decision. Yep, yep, yep. Anybody else just yeah, I mean like you're making a decision right now as you express that. So today you might need to step back into the communion table. I went back there during worship and I just stood there and just held the cup and I just thanked Jesus for his broken body and his shed blood. I'm just so grateful for His goodness to us. Maybe that's what you need to do. We'll just take just a few moments, and I want to ask you, will you make a sound? Make a sound of worship. Make a sound of heaven in the earth as we sing. Come on, let's worship the Lord.